I offer this podcast freely. Your support really makes a difference. To make a donation, visit ReneeMcKenna.com. Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30-plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about money as energy. And when we look at money as energy or power that has a flow, that gets exchanged, that has potential, it can give us a new perspective on finance in our own life and perhaps open us to new and creative ways that we give and receive in the world. I've been doing some work with a new client in Vladivostok, Russia, in far Western Asia. There's a 17-hour time difference between us, which can make scheduling challenging, but we're working it out. But because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the Western world has put tremendous sanctions on Russians and what they can do. Most of the usual routes for international money transfer are restricted right now. In fact, my client reports that they can't even buy a book online. Luckily, I have a PDF version of my book, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing, and I was able to send that to her via WhatsApp. And she's a very resourceful person, so there's a few avenues we haven't tried yet for her to pay me financially for the work that we're doing. But money is only one of the ways that we can exchange energy with people. And because my intention is to bring this work to all who need it, and I'm a pretty creative and resourceful person myself, so I offered the possibility of doing a work trade for sessions. I have a list of business needs right now that are outside my scope of expertise, and she's a multilingual person. So we'll see the usual wire transfer system will work for us or if we're going to go off grid and find an exchange that feels like it works for both of us. And we are always exchanging energy with the people and actually the environment around us. And again, money is just one of the ways that we do that. Because money is so embedded in our culture, many of us don't actually look at it objectively, that money is an idea. Now, it's an idea that we all agree upon, or most of us anyway. This is more obvious now in the digital electronic age than ever before. I rarely even carry cash. And tapping, inserting, or handing off my credit or debit card in exchange for food and goods and services, that financial exchange is more abstract than ever. And my own introduction to this idea that money is just a metaphor for power first came to me in my late 20s when I filed bankruptcy. And part of my divorcing and separating myself from my ne'er-do-well but very expensive first husband was to file bankruptcy to get myself out of all of the debt for all of the fancy things that I had He kept promising that he would get a job and help me pay for his dental work for the Harley Davidson for the wedding that I paid for on my credit cards. And ultimately, he proved incapable of holding a job. And so I finally divorced his sorry ass and tried to get out from under the burden of debt that I had accrued in my own codependence and love addiction. I have tended to always have enough money. It's interesting to look at our relationship with money and power 
because we each have our own dynamic. And those dynamics can be healed and changed. In fact, I'm doing a lot of work to mature and restructure my own relationship with finance right now. But I've never really been financially irresponsible. In fact, I was very fastidious about my credit and keeping all of my little monthly paper statements in order and files. This is pre-internet, of course. And it was kind of horrifying to me that I could just fill out some paperwork and go into a courtroom and a judge could make it all go away with one signature, that I could owe all this money and then they could say, no, you don't owe it anymore. What? How does that work? This is all just an idea and people can change their mind about it. And again, we're all exchanging energy all the time and looking at and learning about our own patterns of that exchange can be really helpful and informative. And for me, I think because I felt unloved as a child, being loved by other people has been really important to me. And my own love language is acts of service. And part of my own continuing shadow work is being aware of my motives or intentions, that when I do something or give to others, that I'm seeking love in return. Now, that's not always a bad exchange, but it certainly can be quite conditional. And over time, I have become quite mindful about the necessity and the health of the evenness of exchange in my relationships with other people, because it has become my experience that if I give too much, then there's an imbalance of power and the other people feel like they owe me. And certainly many people abuse money in that way. I've had more than one client who were financially supported by family members who would withdraw that money in a second if my client didn't behave in the ways that they wanted. Power imbalance can be a setup for manipulation and abuse, particularly with money. And if we expand our concept of money or power exchange outside of the individual people or institutions that we're engaging with and look at it as a larger flow with the life force, it can really shift our perspective that our own relationships with money are actually indicative of our relationships with the larger consciousness system where we feel deserving or undeserving, where we have prosperity and poverty. Obviously, there is tremendous injustice and inequality in the prosperity-poverty scale worldwide. And it can be quite empowering to look at our individual belief structure about getting our needs met, about what actually brings us fulfillment and how we are nourished, connected, and supported in our lives. And so there are many ways that we exchange energy besides money. And I have come to view most of the relationships in my life through this lens of exchange. And how does it feel? Do I feel depleted? Do I feel full? Am I wanting more? Am I giving too much? And our feelings and emotions can be a really good window to view these deeper dynamics in our life. Am I resentful? Am I peaceful? Am I happy? Am I in fear or lack? And Shakti Gawain was an early spiritual teacher of mine in her book, Living in the Light, introduced the idea to me that each of us is an aspect of divinity relating to itself, and that the exchanges that I have with the people and creatures and circumstances of my life are actually exchanges with the larger life force or God itself. 
And so when someone loves me, it's actually the universe loving me. And when I am generous and compassionate unconditionally to another, I am a doorway for the life force to move through me. And I think ultimately we are called to healthy balance, like breathing in and breathing out and finding what feels like an equitable exchange for the work that we do in the world, for what we bring and receiving for that is a very healthy and important process. And although I have always offered a few sliding scale spots in my practice, because I remember when I first went to therapy and I couldn't afford to pay the going rate, it is important that there is an agreed upon exchange because again, otherwise there's a power imbalance. And optimally for me, whether it's in romantic or family or business relationships, I take a win-win approach. I like it when everyone feels satisfied and nourished by the exchange, whatever it is. Now, I just had the experience of giving away a whole bunch of material items. I'm preparing to move. I'm going to really downsize. And I had to weigh out if it was worth it to try to sell each item and the time that that would take versus just putting it on next door and letting people cart it away. And when I looked at my hourly rate versus what I might actually get for those items, my time was worth more than the money. And I'm also exchanging again with the larger system. I come from a family of hoarders. And although I am not a hoarder myself, I have never had problems accruing stuff. I'm on probably my sixth or seventh set of stuff in my life. And intentionally giving it away is a way to make room for new things. Or maybe just make some space. And that's an exchange to let go of things and invite space or peace or to create even an emptiness or a vacuum that the universe will fill with the next thing that wants to come. And so looking at our relationship with money, how we feel about it, how we use it, how we feel neglected, abused, selfish and controlling or anxious about it can give us a lot of information and opportunities for growth because money really is a metaphor for energy and power. And as we shift our relationship with money, with energy, or with power, how we exchange it with others and the world, whether we're rigid or creative, whether we're playful, fearful, or flowing and abundant, it could be seen as a metaphor for our relationship with the universe itself. And if that relationship is painful, then there's work to do. And if you're good in that area, then maybe you can share that with others and bring the exchange to a whole new level of love and service. Thank you so much for listening. I love to engage with listeners. If you have a podcast idea or just want to reach out with some feedback, you can DM me on Instagram at Renee LaValle McKenna or shoot me an email info at ReneeMcKenna.com. Happy to set up a free 30-minute discovery call if you want to find out if a block of spiritual psychology work might be helpful to you. There's a free download of the first chapters of my book in the show notes. And thanks as always to my generous supporters on Patreon. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.